Hey guys, hello and welcome to Humanistic Perspective. This is episode 20. Me and Jake sit down after a very long day and just have a pretty open and fun conversation. Just We share some thoughts about our past lives. We uh, talk about <laughs> one of our favorite masterpieces of the 2000s, uh, The Room. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, the first part of the conversation is more just all over the place, us bouncing back and forth. But if you skip to the second half, we, we go into the room and... Uh, if anything, I would skip to the end because you have to hear Jake, Jake's interpretation of Tommy Wiseau's. Mm -hmm. I think it's brilliant. But uh, hit us up on Instagram. Let me know what you think because I think it's really well done. So, all right. Without further ado, here's the episode. Peace. MTV changed music. TikTok is now changing music because everyone was everyone was making music videos for every. Everyone was making music videos, and so they always just wrote music to just perfectly fit the 80s mm. quote-unquote sound. Sure. So many great bands went to the shitter in the 80s. What were some of the... ZZ Top went completely shit. What were shit. some of the most popping genres in the 80s? Well, popular music in general. The 80s synthesizer. No, it, I mean... It was you, disco at that time. Well... Well, the beginning of the 80s was, like, coming right out of disco. Correct. You know, you still had, like, you know, Cool and the Gang coming out with Celebration at the beginning of the 1980s. And then you transitioned into some Rick James, you know, mm -hmm. post-funk. And then, and then really, I mean, just in terms of music history, when Thriller came out, that... What, what year was it exactly? Uh, November of 1982. And... Was that a revolutionary point in time? It was a very revolutionary point because he really, what he did was did he, that come out on MTV or where did it come? Where did it stream to? Well, when it dropped, where did he stream it? Well, it didn't. G it didn't sell like. Okay, so when it dropped, like the song that it was like the song that was like on number two on that album, I think was like. Wait, are oh, you recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm already started. Hey guys, how are you doing? Uh, welcome to episode twenty of a humanistic perspective. Oh we're yes, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're falling in love with doing this show. Like, I, I, seriously, every one of these, I'm just more pumped to come back and do it. But I just saw you started talking, and I was like, why don't I just jump in and record? Like, fuck it. We can put an intro now, and then I'll intro it again. You know, like I do. Yeah. So no, it's, it's, <laughs> Ethan it's just great. sent me a photo of the mowers. You want to see it? Yeah, let me see that. Wow, that yeah, looks amazing. So that will be our new residential crew push mower so like you know the front patches that are only like four or five feet wide yeah that one like one two passes boom 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 and then you have also on that same residential crew you have a zero turn so I, oh that, my that photo hasn't sent yet, you can do so many houses probably with that yeah and the nice thing is too is we're going with a like really nice commercial package on the wheels too so they won't pop at all it's like these uh really nice plastic built wheels they're really interesting but i think that will that'll be so good because last season we had two times that our cub cadet had because we, we, there was just this one commercial property mm -hmm. uh like two acres but all flat um un unbuilt completely um just like a for sale line for sale sign lot wow um and but it was just super freaking bumpy so like oh, sometimes sure. the zero turn would be counterbalancing and uh, yeah. using oh, cer God. only certain tires would be touching the ground. Well, when 
one of the front tires, which are smaller than the rear tires, hits repeatedly like that, it just screws with the freaking bolt that holds that tire in, no. and they just pop. So it's it's been a pain in the butt, but it's been really fun to see our transition and our growth with learning how all the mowers and, and specific details. Oh. oh, yeah, that sounds... It sounds insane, bro. Yeah, it really has been. I mean, it's it, it just makes so much sense. Like when you invest heavily first, you know, first way through, you can make your money back within like. It's really that. Okay, here, here's what it is. It's right? the, the process. The key p- all right, here's really what I think you could do during the entrepreneurial process. Like the way I think to do it is take time to do what you love as your passion as a side hustle. Figure it out. Do it, do it when you have free time, but maybe don't stay off the trajectory of the path you're on, but figure out what it is that it is that you want to be doing. Lock it in. Trial run it. Maybe you only need six months. Maybe you're someone who needs a year. Maybe you're someone who needs two years. Yeah. Maybe you're someone who needs three years to trial run it. But once you finally feel comfortable and that butterfly in your stomach and your intuition is pointing you a little bit in the direction of, I think I'm ready to jump on this full time, that's the point when you go. And, and I feel like the ultimate goal though within like wanting to achieve all those things that you'd want to do in your side hustle yeah it all just matters in how much effort you put into it Mm. how much are you going to give of your life to doing it to mastering it Mm -hmm. because so many people i feel like they i mean including myself to a certain degree like i feel like a lot of my time i I want these things, but I feel like I spend so much time wanting them mm. and not enough time taking action, taking action. Them. Because I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like we, I just never had those organizational skills. And I feel like it's, it's time. It's time for me to finally man up because like, I'm sick of being oh. disorganized. Ethan just sent the, well, let's get right back to this disor- disorganization. Ethan sent that there that's the zero turn that's what it'll look like what yeah those are really really pretty that looks insane yeah i can't wait all right anyways so you're finally at a point well yeah like you you finally realize like you can accomplish anything if you set out a plan of how because if you're not going to make a detailed plan of how you're going to achieve those goals they're always just going to be in your head Truly. They're not going to be f- on physical paper that you can now see, and it's an it's you know, manifested. In it's a, manifested in exactly. Truly, it's it's something that is attainable because now you have made it an an You've established object. it. You, yes, but back to what I'm saying. After you jump off, finally, the next biggest thing I think in the entrepreneurial journey, where we're really at, and where what we're learning, and what a lot of our mentors are guiding us to, is like. Once you have the plan in place, once you've had the methodical time to analyze and uh, corroborate what you believe is the best path for your business and the best trajectory, it is at that time when you need to make the next investment, which is, you know, maybe taking on a lot of capital, maybe taking on a lot of debt. Because Mm. you understand and you've put the plan in place to effectively make your return on investment in the future. But also, what are you doing? You're you're taking a liability on your head that is going to make you want to achieve it. Again, that same thing you were just saying with the putting it on paper, manifesting it. 
you know, on that first of the five-year track that I might have just described, you write it on paper that first year. You work towards it year two, three. And then finally, you think mm-hmm. you're at the next step. You need to invest in your business. You need to invest in what you're doing and know that when you do that, when you put your faith in that, when you when you really are set and are going to try and you're going to give it your all. Here's what I feel like I've realized too about like the the true meaning of life Mm. is like you know how much i love music right i don't know know how i I don't know anyone who i don't know anyone really who has built such a companionship with music in the way that you have i mean that truly maybe ben folkwine if you're listening maybe but it's beautiful I'm it's but 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 here's my I point admire though. it but here's my point though I don't just like music though okay. you know there are a lot of other things that I admire about my life or things that I enjoy I really enjoy nature mm. That's I a really enjoy me. walking and hiking running in nature That's being outside and having on. the French the fresh air and if there's like a creek or a river do you remember you when know, we went to Florida and we went hiking? Oh my gosh. That, that was, was no we, we picked went off the path. We too. picked yes. We picked yeah. literally one of the best paths. And then yeah. we got we got those oranges. Yeah. Remember? Yep, we ran into <laughs> We ran into like a huge like actually, array. Yeah, they were in season too. Yeah, good. they were in season. It was that it was, was prime. And it tasted good. Yeah. What is it for? What do you, you were nervous. You I remember. I was nervous. For you were second. nervous. You were like, oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I've heard that these wild, you know, oranges, their <laughs> acidity, man, it's just. Yeah, I was like, I'm not sure if it's if it's not right, man. That acidity level might not be ready yet, and yes. I don't know if I want to. Oh eat my that. gosh, though. But then we we opened it in the apart in the Airbnb. You know what really made that trip though worth it, honestly? What? Jordan Gallagher being there as Holy well. Holy crap! <laughs> Jordan, if you're listening, shout to this. out to Jordan. Um, but. <laughs> he he definitely i feel brilliant. like he really was, added a great flair how did that even come to be like when was it i felt like it was close to when the trip was already gonna happen that he finally came in or was it closer to i like have no we idea it? i feel like it was very last minute yeah but it was great it was such a like we had a great time we really did and then like if he wanted to go do stuff at like disney or something you know he could do that and then we went <laughs> Yeah, he he was using it as a chance for business. Yeah, it was interesting though. Like when we went to the uh, to the beach because like it was like cold out. Oh, we went to the Atlantic side. The Atlantic side, and then we went to this. Remember that? Uh, the fish place. We the went fish to? place. It Holy was so. Crap, it was, was so good. good. It was. That was some of the best you, fresh fish I've had in a while. I've never realized that like when you when you taste something that's like literally fresh from nature. It's a really humbling experience. It's a very, yes, absolutely. It reminds me of like the reason why I'm human. Mm. Is, you know, like people from, people that were living on boats. You know, like imagine you were on a boat for like months, months and months just hoping that Sick. you could get to some other side. side. Something new. Something new and something that you could just say, I'm going to declare this. It's a level of risk reward that is, I think, so lost in today's society, specifically in our Western society here. 
I feel like so many of us are a, a, a battle or a need to like take a risk that could positively advance a future journey for you is something that a lot of people mm-hmm. just aren't thinking about. You know, they're getting caught up. Oh, yeah. I really would like to see more people planning. Like, I I, I really, I, I don't mean to be redundant in the conversation we're having, but that whole idea of, like, I don't plan necessarily, like, okay, this is going to be five years, this is 10 years, this is 20 years, and it has to be this way. It's more like, it's more like shooting a dart blindfolded but I at least know that there is a generalized big target that I'm trying to get right like I'm not trying to aim for a small target like it's a pretty big target but I know like yeah no I get what you're saying yeah you just goals don't have to be external too I feel like I feel like a lot of my goals that I would set for myself are goals that are for me as a person like mm. the stuff that I, as a person, my, emotionally I, want to achieve. Yeah. I really want to impact. And mindset, you know. I want to impact. Like, for me, I'm really finding, like, we're finally building a team around us of people that are fun. They're creative. They're willing they're to happy take risks. And, they're and they love what they do. Yes. They're just so grateful. Do you to be realize, doing like, how how rare that is nowadays and i just that people are do whatever i can do to be the best leader and the best guide and mentor and allowing them to flourish in whatever they truly want you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really it's exciting i'm it is very it is very exciting it's it doesn't even feel it, it, it still feels so unreal the fact that i'm even here still like it's just it's such an incredible experience that I'm like seeing with my own eyes. I feel like I, I could literally tell if I were to ever make a movie, it would be the perspective of me living the, seeing what you, like the things that I saw from just being around you guys. If I ever had to make a movie, I would make it about that. That's interesting dynamic. What, because there's so much. There's so much. What do you mean when you say so much? There's just so much that is so incredible that I've, that I know that I'm going to see and experience from knowing you guys. Because mm. I know that you guys will be successful. I know you will be successful though too. That's the brilliant thing is like seeing and watching <clears throat> for me, like watching other people develop around me just because I might have been able to clarify or give a, a sense of dynamic or direction. Like, yeah. like even just getting to express and meet uh, this week, I had the opportunity to meet Gregory Holm, who is a graphic designer and a amazing artist. Oh my um, gosh. I, that's insane really that you were able to meet him. That's insane. It was, we had a really great dialogue. That's crazy. Like, and the crazy thing was like, the moment before, like I was getting the call and I just like, I just got in the house. I had just come back from doing some work and I was like, oh, I can, if it's someone important, they'll probably leave a voicemail. But then yeah, I, probably. I picked it up because I was like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm going to do it. And we just had an amazing conversation for about 45 minutes. He was just 
talked about life. We talked about brand psychology and uh, just really where he comes from, how he has built his his artistic vision and really what guides him and his principle for doing what he does. He, and he does and he what he loves. And he just wanted to listen, too. He was so receptive to, to hear what I had to, to share. It was that's how you beautiful. truly know that someone is humble, I feel like. Yeah. When they can, like, really listen and not have to sit, you know? Yeah. They just want to take in and process and give you the most thought-out version of it not the very first thing that comes out of your mouth and that's what i feel like is what makes a the difference between an adult and a child like when you become a true adult when you truly think out everything that you say every thought you know before you say anything i mean if you're one of the most powerful people in the world you have to be that way you have to be you have to be and that's what a lot of presidents have gotten wrong <laughs> i feel like I is learning has been missed like when you're the face of the united states that's a lot of pressure the smallest thing that you could say could really set something in motion truly like for any president like i could not imagine could you imagine just trying to be anything in the white house staff at any given point could you imagine being in the white house during the 16 days of the bays and bay of pigs invasion oh my and the 16 days that we could have that we thought for a second that the world was gonna that the u.s was gonna explode from 16 days Mm -hmm. i just couldn't imagine it would have been you have to i feel like you have to you have to train for something like that mentally i i think so many people they enter that office and they think that by entering and by demonstrating said character that when shit hits the fan i'm going to be able to achieve with that said character rather they should be spending time training, focusing hard. Exactly. Deliberating. And then Seriously. I'm I would really I would prefer to see I really an realized that. president who what what why couldn't we go back to a period where the president gives more thought out, deliberated speeches through transparency? And rather than talking every day in a twenty four media twenty four hour media cycle, why don't you catch us up once a week in a thoughtful, constructive manner? Yeah. Why isn't that? You see, I feel like I feel like it's really honestly, Chad, it's because of I feel like every president has to be a personality mm. within their own self. I feel like it see that's the thing that I feel like Obama definitely nailed in just terms of his charisma. Mm. Like he was good, I think. He was like one of the best, at, at least in my opinion, of just giving speeches. Yes, in 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 post two thousands, one of the most well spoken on that stage, hundred percent. Like he was able to really give, a, and maybe he wrote some of them. I mean, I don't know if 
any of them are ghostwrited or not because I'm a moron. But <laughs> no, they they I mean every president does that. They don't have time to. Yeah, exactly. They have staff though, but again, but they approve any of smart, it, of any, course. Any, any wise person is going to surround themselves with people who will who will care about them if you give them care back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you take the time to like so much like my I feel like I always get distracted and I'm like always ready to think about the next thing and I have to remember to center myself and give the other person the time because once you start to do that and you're really you're really honest and deliberate about it they are willing to give so much to you and that's what you need when you have those presidential writers rooms you have that um that common connection that understanding and everyone under gets the language and the vision and i believe the way he holds himself made it so easy for them to pr- to, to disseminate exactly oh what he absolutely wanted. yeah i totally agree mm-hmm. yeah oh gosh it's been a long day it has we did a lot of takedowns today oh that was really fun we've it gotten, was we've gotten it's so easy now yeah. like when i think back to like the fact that like in back in the end of october i was like how many afraid. times had you have been okay how many times have you been on a roof before prior oh okay so before before october 31st 2020 when i was um 23 i just turned 23 yeah um uh zero <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, zero times. And now, I've, like, I've I've climbed on ladders. I used to climb on ladders to get rid of gutter stuff, to de to clean. Yeah, like to dusting. clean the gutters. No, yeah. to just take out oh, all the leaves because like we had a lot. Like our old house was had a huge like kind of we were we had three acres and like one of the acres was just like a forest area. Mm. It wasn't anything huge, but it was nice though because everyone had like a, just a good amount of land. It was a neighborhood in which everyone had at least three acres. Kind of like Farm Colony. Fields of Farm Colony, yeah. But Farm Colony is more pretty, I'd say. Mm. Sorry, it is. <laughs> for for any of my family that's listening to this. <laughs> Memorial um, Meadow Farms will always hold a dear, a, spot, a dear spot in my heart. I, I, I miss everyone from my neighborhood. How was that? I I always I like you need to meet to my best you friend. You, you need to meet my you need to meet my best friend Kevin Nippenberg. I would like to. Kevin, I will make sure you sit, l- listen to this for the shout out because he's he's probably been my longest best friend. He knows me. He's known me since third grade. What do you cherish most about that relationship? The fact that the, I feel like you know the the, the saying opposites attract. Mm. I feel like him and I are very polar opposites, but we work so well together. It's so like, I don't know. We've, we've just, we've known each other for so long. Like we've told each other a lot of things. Like when I got divorced, he was the first person I told it to. Wow. The first person. When your parents got divorced. Yeah. Like the two hours after I was told, I texted him. That's deep. But also, I was good friends with... I, I mean, I'm still good friends bond. with him, of course. True. We don't talk to each other as much, but I'm trying to change I believe that. that I believe that, too, is like our 20s can separate us from, from people who are so yeah, instrumental exactly. in our lives just to to the pace of living the 20s. Living your 20s is quite... 
it's quick it's, it's really, really quick, quick. You, and, and and if you don't do if you don't do anything with and it if you don't act it can pass before your eyes and then it's like oh i'm in my 30s and i still haven't done anything with my life 100 percent. i i'm getting really loose like I've oh by the way <laughs> out of context if you were to if you were to <laughs> clickbait that or just like pull that out uh what is that called when yeah, clickbaity. No, no, no. Um, when they take like a political statement out of context and they just pull it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm. I know what you're talking about. That, but I that would be hilarious what I just said. But what I'm getting at, what was I, what was I saying with that? I'm totally, I totally lost that train of thought there. I have no idea. You were, well, you were saying like, imagine if you said that out of context. Yeah. Like what was the, what did I say though? I'm was, getting really loose. Oh yeah, through yoga. That's exactly where I was going. Thank you. You brought me I'm right back. I'm getting really to loose. It. Yeah, I've been doing yoga, yoga every day, like every day, at least minimum 15 minutes. But on the weekends, I up it because I do 15 minutes because I do a 60 minute workout session, and that. Can I do? I'm gonna start doing yoga with, with you on the weekends. weekends. Yes. So officially uh, starting. Chris but Gatos I need to get actually my good buddy Chris from from back home. He's coming to stay with us this weekend and hang out and we uh oh i'm definitely getting a yoga mat i think i have oh, one yeah. i swear i have one and we're gonna i, I, I think one. we should do some yeah for sure like at least a 30 minute session every day wow so that sounds relieving. amazing i wish i didn't have rides oh well but we'll make it work oh yeah for sure i mean on saturday i'll be good but ah uh, so how was that chicken sandwich for you? Uh, yeah, it was. Did you good. like the hype more? Did you like the media marketing more? Yeah, than trying it. And it was better than I thought it would be because it's better than any other McDonald's chicken sandwich I've had. Yeah. So in terms of McDonald's chicken sandwich, it's good because it's the best <laughs> one. It's actually not processed. Could it's you actually, talk, It's an actual could you piece talk of chicken. A little bit of the process that they did to publicize this that you were talking me through. Oh yeah, they it was did. Quite interesting. They did a limited edition um release of like this swag box where like you got um a hoodie with like the a black and white picture of the sandwich and then it said crispy juicy tender all in lowercase all n- no space so it looks super like supreme yeah, visco super, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you're just street culture where la cali hype shit yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was limited edition, so it was perfect. Sure. And you also got like a song specifically made that I guess uh, Tay Keith did. Tay Keith did it. Oh, interesting. In an exclusive MP3. Yeah, an exclusive MP3. Uh, Logan Paul's been talking about these like digital trading card currencies. I forgot the name of them. The acronym. There's an acronym for it, but uh digital yeah it's like a, it's like digital trading cards and he says like he's banking on them being like the future of the way and it's like these private basically you can have a collectible it's a digital collectible um let me let me search it up here let's see if we can find it digital trading and i'm gonna search it's like an exclusive something. An exclusive NFTs. NFTs. What it, let's look up the definition of an NFT. What? NFT. 
NFT. NFT. An NFT. NFT. It's a non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. Basically, it's like an encrypted uh, electronic collectible. And you can put whatever. So like Logan Paul recently, a marketing stunt for him, which he's going to make buku on. Like he's, he's getting really wise. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing where he's at in his current age because I'm starting to see he's, he's transitioning more into a focus on the business aspect of things. And I really respect that. And I think he's making some wise decisions and buckling down and doubling down on, on his investment portfolio, doubling down on his understanding of becoming more uh, cognitively alert to what's out there in the world around us and, and listening to that. And he thinks that these non-fungible tokens are going to be the next wave. I, well, I feel like he realized <coughs> where where the art of boxing needed to, to go next, mm. and that was YouTube. And also just creating the hype on YouTube. Truly. Instead of it just being, you know, and the news that was in, you know. Yeah. And it's so, it, I don't know if it's happening or not. I, You remember he was supposed to have that fight with Mayweather? Oh, yeah. I, I don't Is it not happening? It, yeah, no. Apparently, that even that thing that Mayweather posted, like, it was just a paid to post. He was just paid to post that on his Insta. And they actually never signed a contract for the day. Which is really interesting. But I'm, I've, I think he says it's still happening, so... We'll see if if their teams can can make it work. He says they're just yeah, it will be interesting. That really will. But I just thought it was interesting, like going to an all digital world where like like because I've never even wanted a physical collectible. I've never n- maybe understood the uh, importance or the nostalgia for me in that. I guess for me, it's a it's always been like I've always felt like my, all my senses get heightened whenever it's something sentimental so touching something for me it will then bring me back to a certain moment when i would be touching that you know or Mm. looking at a photo so you're allowing um it allows all of your senses to have a kinesthetic experience that uh, triggers the memory yeah Mm. that's brilliant it's so crazy like i I have a weird relationship with my memories, like you with know, my past memories. What's so interesting too, though, is like, it's weird to think that like a lot of my memory yeah. <laughs> was t- like my, like a lot of my memory from like my childhood was, was watching TV. I watched really? a lot of TV. I my watched a lot of TV. I watched a lot of TV when I was younger, I'd say. My, I my loved Blue's Clues. I loved Spongebob. She said, you'll never watch that. He's too annoying. <laughs> and so I just didn't. I I played, v- the only thing I did electronically was video games. And if I wasn't doing that, I was always outside. See, I, I had, see, I had Nintendo. I had Nintendo and then we had a PlayStation and a PlayStation 2. Cool. And that was the end. And then we got a Wii. We got a Wii. Oh. We got a Wii in 2000. Did you get it when it was new? Yes. Damn. Was I it g- crazy? At no, the time? No, 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 no. I, I remember I, I would hated go to it. my uncle's house it to play crazy. the Wii. It was crazy. I was, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I was freaking out because like, okay, so it, it was 2000, I think this was 2008 Christmas. Yeah. 2008 Christmas, we got, um, uh, like I was opening gifts and I saw a case for a Wii remote and then I opened it and it was Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, for the Wii, and I freaked out. I was like, where is it? I, I was freaking out. 
you're and like, then, I know the council's here. You wouldn't buy this without that. Oh, dude. And it was crazy because my um my cousin Kevin had it the year had it when it came out. Mm. Like the second it came out. So that Christmas, Christmas two thousand seven, when I saw that, I was like, Oh my like I freaked out. I was like, Holy crap. Wii Sports is good, but Wii Sports Resort is better. That was like the best. The most I guess the most like hype gift I ever got when I was younger was around i think i was 11 years old or 10 years old my parents got me a little 100 cc atv and it was sick because in our neighborhood at the time there was a front patch that was owned by the like a farmer in the area but he'd never used it and it was just like built up and it become like overgrown and there was these guys at the other side of the neighborhood i wish i remember their name i think one of them was named Jackson. I'm sure Ethan knows. He might remember their names. Um, but they they I they just knew. I think they, they they had just done like BMXing and outdoorsing and dirt biking and all sorts of shit. So they knew how to build like berms and tracks and hills and shit. And oh so my gosh. we they brought mowers back there, cleared it all up, built out paths and then we would maintain it and ride it all the time. No way. Yes. It was see, that's so the thing. much fun. See, that's something that in my childhood I could never do. Like really? anytime I was at a friend's house that had an ATV, my parents made sure I never went on one. <laughs> made sure. Like 100% that I could not do it. Dude, well, we would I... take our bikes back there mostly. Oh, I could go on a bike. I learned how to bike very young. Yeah. Like, I think I was like five or six when I learned how to bike. That's pretty young, yeah. I think that's pretty It was young. pretty easy. Age. It was pretty easy, I'd say, once I got the hang of it. Yeah. We would, man, my parents would just let us go. Like, we used to, like, we would ride all through the town. Like, we'd go up and down all over Yorkville on bikes. We'd just tear it up. Like, that was just the main, main way of getting around. Yeah, seriously. I wasn't like trying to ride. I was riding it for utility. I was never riding it really for for expedition or or for for uh, like an exhilarating sport. Oh my gosh, I don't know why, but that reminded me. One of my favorite things that I remember doing mm-hmm. when it was like the summer I came back when I was in Cincy, my friend Yitzi told me like, "Hey, there's this uh, there's this house out in the west west side of Cincinnati." Mm-hmm past like price hill area peace out i i love i love west side it's amazing anyways it was out in the country and we had this like huge like surfboard thing almost okay and we tied something to the back of this guy's truck and there was like this huge like like it was like a hilly area but it was like small so we just (laughs) We just went on them. Like, we, we would take turns and people... It would be like... It would be like, you know how you go tubing on a motorboat? Yeah. It would be like that on land. Damn. It was crazy. That it was crazy. wild, actually. That sounds Oh, wild. my gosh. It was so fun. But, no, I've always had a really... I've had a really fond love of nature. I've always had a really fond love of nature. Oh, yeah. Like, I, seriously, like, since you I was feel young, connected. we would just go out I there feel and, like... I feel at peace. Like there's something about like when all the trees and all the leaves are blowing around you and you're just getting lost or climbing and there's hills and 
There's something yes, about the exactly. Uh, no, for like all of the the early part of my childhood, mm. one of the main things that was implemented into my life was always walking. That's sick. Doing, if it was if I was with my mom, I went to Sharon Woods, which is my favorite park. I'm gonna have to take you there at some point. I would like to go. It's for the first like uh three years that i could remember things yeah i was always walking in that almost every single day with my mom serious every single day and then when i went up to my grandma's i went to innis woods which is also magnificent i've had some pretty dope hikes in ohio like we did uh (coughs) whips ledges have you been there yeah whips ledges is amazing so pretty so beautiful the rock formations are and then if you go down by you, closer to the Kentucky border, there's tons of Red River hiking. Gorge is yep. insane. insane. Red River Gorge we have to go to. Yeah. It's insane. Like, it's I'm worth not, the drive. It's totally worth it. It is so, like, it is Instagram-worthy pictures that you could take on there of you just on boulders yeah. from afar. Could you imagine? Truly. And then we could just stay at my dad's, and it's, like, literally, like, an hour away. Wow. Well, well we would have to you know talk about that of course but yeah no, no that was th- just hypothetical hypothetical right. yeah it's gonna be i'm i'm super excited for the weekend i'm just like ready and roaring for that and i have my insurance test next week so that's how are you good. feeling on that man i'm feeling are you pretty ready good. tomorrow's gonna be a big study day i'm not worried about the laws so the laws are really easy for me it's gonna be remembering like minute minute details uh in further extensions of the policies for example um when we're talking about our homeowners policies there's an ho one through eight and uh or like it's a through whatever but remembering all the little details and changes and variations that come from each one of those is that's been something that i had to like double down on in my studying um i feel really i i feel I honestly, I feel really confident in the life and health section, the property and casualty. I I don't feel not confident, but I'm definitely going to work. Does that include auto? Yeah, (coughs) that's so auto is under the um, PNC ones. What does PNC stand for? That's property (coughs) and casualty insurances. I want to ask you questions. No, I want to see. No, where are we at? How, How long are we in? I mean, I, I could probably answer some questions, but it's nah. it's so interesting because I was even told, like, this is, like, a base minimum of what you would need to know to even be to the standards of Illinois. What's up? No, 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 continue. Yeah, no, these are just, like, what you need to even be at the base standards for Illinois. But once you actually find your either, like, the insurance agency. Oh, yes. You well, said we were going to do it. I'm so in. We should. Uh, okay yeah yeah but once you find your insurance agency that you're going to be locked in with a lot of the policies go deeper and more in depth or you have (laughs) might vary you have variations or additions and might have special endorsements or uh, other exclusions that you might do you know it's just there's a lot of different things it's like law like you said exactly it's the this this test has a lot of questions that are set up to like yeah it's fun it's fun to dissect for sure Okay, I really wanted to do this. We were talking about this on the car ride today <laughs> while we were driving around. Uh, the what best is, book. Let's best let's book. even go into this first. What what is ever. what is the room? Could you just explain in a in a quick synapse format? 
what the room is, and then could you maybe give me your feelings and interpretations on it? Those two things, one, the one room, and the other. The Room is a movie made by Tommy Wiseau who wrote it, directed it, and played in the lead role. And it is a movie that is so bad <laughs> that is in an absolute masterpiece in how bad it is. And the fact that it's in two digital formats. <laughs> yeah, you no, no, no. It's in digital and it's in film. They filmed in both. <laughs> <laughs> which both require different lighting. So they had to pay double the amount of money. For double the set equipment. Yeah, for double the set equipment. <clears throat> and so that's the reason why this was made in like 2000, uh, 2003. And it looks like it's from like the 1970s. <laughs> it does. Oh, man. It, it is so such. Does. It, it, it is absolutely horrible. It doesn't it's make beaut- sense. It's. And then, it, but the it, mother it is the. Sense. Oh, gosh. <laughs> is so skewed it's six mil he spent six million dollars on this movie and it doesn't even look like i've seen six million dollar budget movies sure this looked like it was made with uh, <laughs> a camp a gopro it, it looks like it was made six thousand <laughs> maybe i'm gonna yeah six thousand if if i was told that 6, that was six thousand and then illegally filming at all the locations yeah <laughs> illegally yeah yeah yeah. just doing it just randomly like quickly quickly set up set up where's my money man where is my money give me my money so all right what <laughs> happened when he dropped the movie so he the, the movie drops what year okay this is uh i think it's 2002 okay and so this premiered he rented out a whole theater in la just one theater for two weeks saying uh it told it's a two-week premiere of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I do two from Apple. No one ever do two from For those of you that are listening to this right now and wondering what the fuck just happened, that is Jake's Tommy Wiseau. It's beautiful. It's if you listen, you now you have you to go watch a disaster artist. Or not even that. You need to go watch the room just to even understand who that guy is and, and the character he is. But um it's a, what are your thoughts on the film? Oh, the film did a very good job, but I mean, it it made it a little bit more of a story, but definitely made it accurate in terms of, because I mean, he was, uh, James Franco was reading this book while they were uh, filming the interview, Mm. you know, the North Korean movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he just got so invested in this character and he wanted to, but like, for example, like, like, for example, in the in the movie, they s- s- exclusively want him first as Mark Greg Sestero. Mm-hmm. That's not how it actually went down. They had a it was um, they had a different person that was Mark originally, and he just kept not wanting to do the things that Tommy wanted him to do as a director. Right. You know, telling him to do these like, like just weird, weird things. things. I forget. Mm. Could you read an excerpt just to get people maybe in the mind of this man? <laughs> this is one of my favorite. Okay. Okay. Except me up. What are we about to? So, okay. Uh, 
again. I was moving past the lousy, uh, the drowsy checkpoint before sleep when Tommy's bedroom door opened. I didn't open my eyes at first, but I could sense Tommy watching me from his door jam. I squinted, eyes open. Tommy was in a tank top and sweatpants. His toothbrush was in his mouth. His hair was wet. Hey, hey, he said. Yo, are you, yo, are you comfortable with the near thing? Sleeping process? I blinked at him. What? Are you fine? Yeah, I was falling asleep. I put my arm over my eyes to block the light. Oh, wait. Whoa, wait. Wait, hold on. What? Oh, wait. I, 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 someone, at, at last, he started to close the bedroom door before he clicked it shut. Then I heard the bed springs accepting Tommy's weight and the dry, papery sounds of sheets being pulled, pillows rearranged. Churning, restless silence followed that. A strange silence. As I began uh, as I began drifting back into sleep, I thought I heard Tommy say in a high sing-song pitch, Somebody's chicken! <laughs> I just pretend I never heard it. It was probably just Tommy being Tommy, right? Didn't matter. Moments later, I could hear Tommy snoring. <laughs> that just, like, gets you in the mindset of who this man is. But from my perspective, like the first time I watched it, I was just so utterly confused. Oh, by the way. And it never resolved my confusion. And that's the beauty I saw in it. Also, the beauty of Tommy Wiseau as well is that no one knows where he's from. No one knows how old he is. No one knows where he got the money to make this movie. Is he a trust fund baby? No one knows. You Literally no one knows. He's Eastern European. Okay. Definitely Eastern European, but we have no idea anything else beyond that. I would love to have him on at some point. If we got him on. Holy shit, I have so I think, many questions I think, for Tommy. I, I think we could approach him, honestly. I think he could do it. I Tom, think it. Tommy, if you get this clip and you hear this, just, all right, let's, let's hold on. Bert, Bert and Tom do this on their podcast where they want, they have, they want to have people on, so they like pitch to them. Let's pitch right now to Tommy an episode. Tommy. Right, listen, Tommy. I feel like I understand you to a certain degree. I feel like I understand. I love your thought process. You're and deli- I just want. You're deliberate. I, you're intentional. Your you artistry wanna, is. You are so. You, you have such a commanding personality that yes. you will always get it how you want it. Exactly. Always. And you there's will always something everything beautiful about that. For everything you. you set out to achieve, you always have achieved. You got a two-week premiere of your own movie at one of like the mo- the most amazing theaters in LA. Like, I want to understand who you are as a person. Do you understand the humanistic perspective of, of you, you Tommy? Tommy? Yes. That's people, what I feel like. People so often, I feel like, get so confused in who he is. Yeah, he is, he's a very misunderstood person. And I feel entirely. like we, it's our job. <laughs> it's yes, our it's job. our job, Tommy. It's our job to make sure that, that the world have... knows who you truly are. Yes, that's it's... beautiful. You know what? That's a perfect pitch for Tommy. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going to cut that. I'll clip that and we'll see what we can make happen. <laughs> that would be insane. This would be like the interview. I would literally. Where, where, we have we have we're pretty booked up for all of our Friday episodes for a while now. But I would literally postpone a guest if if I oh in a har- I would post it immediately. I would if we yeah I would I would be so. Uh, oh my gosh! That'd Could you crazy. imagine everyone in 
everyone in Pi Lambda Phi would be like, <gasps> they would oh, yeah. freak out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, 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 in amazingness, they would be like, wow. Could you, Evan Frazier would be like. That would be hilarious. But are you excited for tomorrow's interview? Oh, yeah. I'm very Holy excited. Cow. What direction do you want to go? Like, Oh, I did. I, well, he's going to talk about his life, how we met I, my yeah, dad. Yeah, I have so many interesting things I want to ask what him he about did, his life. What he did in Anaheim, California, where mm-hmm. Disneyland is. That's where they lived, me and my dad. Really? Me, no, not me, my dad and him. Yeah. And then they both went to Augusta, Georgia, and my dad and my Craig already lived in Atlanta. Sure. And Augusta's not that far. So it worked out. That's awesome. It's going to be a really exciting interview, and I'm really happy, too, this Friday. We've got he, a really cool one coming out. Well, I'm just going to save what he is for yeah, the go podcast. Ahead. No, no, no. Save. Oh, save it. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Save. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, no. We're 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 pretty pretty deep in here. Do you want to – you feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, too. Um, Thank you guys but yeah, for joining Tommy, us. But, yeah, Tommy, I hope you hear this and know that I will – I will make sure the world knows who you truly are. That's a brilliant pitch. I'm very happy you got to do that at the end of our episode here. This one was fun, guys. We just want to come on. You know, our Monday and Wednesday are really flexible. We're just trying to have fun and really uh, express. And this week's been super work heavy. Like, I'm, I did a lot with uh, getting our our design and our brand stuff in a uh, spot that is ready for the upcoming yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. And. Uh, so I'm just really happy we got to like relax, take some, t- take a breath and just talk about it. I definitely like, if you haven't had a chance, like the disaster artist two came out, which is a documentary. 2018. Yeah. It's a, it's like a documentary depiction of the actual room. And it has like the a, Franco brothers. In a brothers. comedic form. Yeah. The Franco brothers uh, are starring as the two leads, which yeah. is so interesting to me. How it, it really works is that dynamic. So well. It does. It was, it was really brilliantly done. I thought, um, but Anyways, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. As always, uh, stay tuned for this Friday where we have Neville on. He's a good friend of ours. Um, He's got a really interesting story, so I can't wait for you to hear that. Peace.